All right, guys, how y'all doing today? This is Tim Man 20 coming out here from Texas. It's a hot day, so I hope wherever you're at, you're staying cool and drinking a lot of water. I'm here with my friend today, Lone Ranger, and uh, we're going to talk about some current events that have taken place right now in the world. And I would love to hear y'all's input, so shoot me a message here on, on Anchor app. So a couple questions we're going to talk about is, what's been going on with all the police brutality and all the, uh, you know, and then everything with the protests and how people feel about it. So, Lone Ranger, everything that happened with the George Floyd incident up there in Minneapolis, Minnesota, man, what is your take on that incident? Well, the first take was that George Floyd had a past criminal record history. He's been incarcerated several times. Uh, one of the charges he was incarcerated for was assault and battery to a woman, threatening to blow her brains out and her unborn child by pointing a gun to her stomach. Uh, he's been charged with narcotics several times before, uh, robbery, aggravated assault. Uh, by no means is this an individual uh, who is an upstanding citizen to society. He served his time and he was released. And I believe anybody who served their time should have the opportunity to redeem themselves in society. Um, the problem of this was is that George Floyd's situation at the time, uh, store clerks and, and merchants had filed a complaint and gave a description of an individual that happened to fit George Floyd's description. Okay. When the officers had stopped and recognized the individual to fit that particular description, they asked George Floyd to step out of the motor vehicle. That was not running at the time. He had a friend that was with him. The friend was not uh, a character as far as being involved or had the descriptions of anything. So the friend was never pulled out of the vehicle or asked to step out. During the search of George Floyd, they have found narcotics in his possession. Uh, in an autopsy of the report of George Floyd, they found amphetamines and barbiturates in his system as well. I believe if you're someone who's looking to redeem yourself and prove that you're a moral individual to be a part of society in itself, you don't put yourself in a situation where people would have to subject you to being somebody who's not trying to better yourself. You know, that is not a situation that you're showing that you're trying to be someone who's trying to uphold the law and do what's morally right. Okay. Uh, I personally feel that the officers there involved, uh, the one in particular, uh, ended up using excessive force. That and and uh, that goes back to his name, uh, Derek Derek Cavano, Derek Cavanage or something like that. I believe so. Derek Cavanage, yeah. And you know, and I was gonna say when I when I seen the video, they had already had George Floyd in handcuffs, and my take was how come they didn't already just put him in the back of the truck car? Because that's what really what they should have done. Well, to be honest, you know. 
no one knows what fully happened. We weren't there. Yeah. All we can go off is what the media has given to the public. And what people were seeing and what they recorded on the phone was going to be toward the end of the situation. What transpired prior to that, we don't know. The problem of it is that these officers were being sentenced and charged with the law because of media, because of the public. Normally the judicial system doesn't work quite like that. Normally there's an investigation. There was not even an investigation done. They couldn't do it because of the rioters and protesters and the media. And the media, you gotta look at it, they're there to make money. The media doesn't care about selling you the truth. They're not there to tell the public the truth about anything. Right, I mean, they, the media, you know, and this goes back a long, long time, ever since, you know, the, the media's uh, networks that were created, they were created to pretty much distort the truth. And they were pretty much created to divide. And one thing about the media, you know, and not all not all people that work in the media are bad people. I mean, you have some that really truly try to report, you know, what's what's facts, and they they try to report, you know, the truth. But the problem is, you know, you have the bosses over them telling, them, "No, we don't want that. You know, we want this, we want that." It's always a divide. It's always a divide tactic that's being used. Now. I will say this, you know, and and like what Lone Ranger said, we don't know the circumstances leading up to George Floyd's death because we weren't there in person. But I do know from what I saw of that police officer, at no time did he have right to use that excessive force because the man was already in handcuffs. And so they should have had already, in my view, they should have had him back in the, in the patrol car. They should have never had him on the ground like that. And then all the other officers kind of just standing there, standing around, they should have told that officer, hey, that's enough, or they should have got him off of the guy's neck because, you know, it just, it looks bad when you have, you know, when you have somebody on the ground, he's saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. Regardless of whether he's telling the truth or not, you should still, by that time, okay, well, I need to let up, and I need to set the man up, and let him, you know, do it, you know, do what he needs to do and put him back in the patrol car and get him on down the station. That's what should have been done. Right. And, and see, there are several other key factors you got to look at. Um, one officer, he was doing crowd control. That's the little four-foot Asian guy. Um, the two of the officers were rookie officers that, that really were doing what they thought they were supposed to be doing. Uh, still new to their their system still learning. They were still basically on a job training, you know, but they were still officers and still new into the system. So they didn't really have the experience of what the veteran officer had. Um, I personally believe without going into a situation or being involved in a situation, because everything really to that point prior to is speculation. You know, that's all we can do is speculate. Yeah. Okay. What I would have thought that the society the public would have done and we know the media is not going to do it because the media is biased anyways but they should have went ahead and allowed a proper investigation to take place that way we would have known the truth what really occurred and what didn't occur instead the byproduct of all this 
other individuals who get involved, let their emotions carry them away and, and acted out in situations that made them look poorly by going out there and committing the crimes to the public. When you go out there and you burn someone's business down, that's arson. When you go out there and you steal merchandise and, and property that doesn't belong to you, that's theft. Okay. When you go out there and you start beating people down, right, with bats and sticks and whatever, that's assault. Okay. That's even aggravated assault with a weapon. And then on top of that, you know, it's not uh that's not the way to get the point across. Uh and I, I can understand, you know, the black community is serious, you know, they're they're mad. And I will say this, they have they do have a right to be mad because, you know, for a long time, you know, they've 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 dealt with a lot of of uh pushbacks and but you know, at the same time though, and one and and I say this literally, you know, I don't feel like it's just a black community that that deals with it with pushbacks too, but I feel like every community, every race in this world deals has to deal with something at one point or time because you know, not all of us were lucky to be born into a rich family with a with a, a a golden spoon fed in our mouth. You know, a lot of us had to work hard for what we have. So you know, and sometimes you know, sometimes you're born born into a wealthy family, or sometimes you're just born with a good hand. And then sometimes guys like us were we didn't have the best hand growing up, so we had to what we can get. Well, you know, in, in the U.S. Constitution, right, it never says in there you're guaranteed happiness. It says in there you have the right to pursuit of happiness. Okay. Yes. Everybody has that right to pursuit happiness. Now, the road you choose to go down, the things you choose to do uh, to better yourself, well, that's your choice, and you have to live with those choices. If you decide to better yourself by going to a college or you try to better yourself with uh, your job, whatever you, you choose to do, that is going to determine what kind of life you're going to have. If you go out there and you think, well, you just got to make fast money and you think that the best way to do it is, is, is pushing drugs or you think the best way to do it is uh, as being a pimp or whatever you think is the way for you to make money, you got to realize that there are going to be consequences behind those actions. These are choices those individuals made. Okay, no one's going to force you in making the proper decision. Okay, you're a grown man, you're a grown woman, and that's what you decide to do. Just be aware that whenever it's time and then you know the law comes knocking on your door. You got to set those those consequences behind those actions. Yeah, but you know, a lot of people feel that too. Um, that where they grew up, some people feel like you know, if you grow up in a low income community, that you're more susceptible to, you know, joining the gang or or growing up and, and dropping out of high school, or you know, by the time you're in high school, you're already, you know, you're already stealing or you're selling drugs or doing this. But you know, I would say that's not always the case because. You can have you. Can, let's take for an instance. You can have a kid come from the richest neighborhood in America, and he could be pushing drugs. He could be stealing stuff, you know. 
it just all it just depends on that person. I I think no matter where you're born, you know, it's up to you whether you want to pull yourself out of that situation. Now, you know, and going back to with everything with the police, you know, one thing I've I've noticed for a long what's been going on now is that a lot of these a lot of police officers don't get recognition on the good that they do do because you know I will say this I'm not saying all police officers are are good but I'm not saying all of them are bad you have bad apples in every department well not just in every department you got it, it doesn't matter what career you have you got to realize that there are good and bad people in all forms shapes of life religion race age it doesn't matter your disability there, there's there's good and bad in everything okay but when you start singling out a group of people and saying well they all these people are bad just remember when your house is being burglarized just remember when your house is on fire just remember when you got a elderly mom or father or whatever that needs a ambulance to come out there these are the people that you're saying are bad people, okay? These are the people who save your lives. When you start throwing stones at glass houses, okay, you gotta look at yourself and honestly say, are you a glass house? No one's perfect at anything. It's easy to make mistakes in whatever you do, okay? There's a difference between a mistake and something intentional, okay? I feel the situation with the officer and what he did and his actions was intentional, okay? I really don't feel or feel it was a race thing, okay? I feel when you're in a position of authority after so long, okay, and you deal with people who are unruly, disrespectful, or have a bad attitude towards you, that job assertion is to detain and obtain that individual and put them in custody as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because they're not just a threat to you, they're a threat to the public, the safety of the public, okay? I believe that situation that transpired prior to the situation, him being on the ground, is that the officers at that time felt like this was the individual who's under some kind of influence of something and felt like he was immediate danger. Yeah. Okay. If it was truly a race issue, they would have pulled his friend out of the car as well. Why? Because he's a witness to the incident that occurred. This was an individual situation that dealt with that particular individual at that moment in time. And I believe there was a confrontational period prior to the situation transpiring. Right, right. And you know, they also talked about too hell um, that officer and George Floyd had worked at a nightclub for uh, several years together as security guards. So my take from it is maybe they had a beef together. You know, wherever they worked at, maybe they they just had a bad running with each other. And maybe that officer said, you know what, I'm going to get you later on down the road. And maybe, you know, he just happened to pull them over. Okay, well, I got you now. And that's probably what he was thinking. I got you now. But... You know, and, and and it is sad that it's sad that the man lost his life. He did not deserve to lose his life. But you know, at the same time, it's I, I can imagine being a police officer. You have to make split. You have to make split decisions. 
you know, a couple second decisions, and you don't always, and yeah, you know, and sometimes you don't always make the best decisions in the world because it's it, everything's so fast. You know, I mean, you never know what's going to happen, and that's one thing that I take from you know them guys. You know, when they put that uniform every day on before they go to work, they don't know if they're going to come back home or not. Right, because at the end of the day, you got to come out with the mindset and think about it's either you or them. Okay, when you're dealing with a situation, when someone who's being resistant or someone who's being defiant or unruly, you got to go in there with the precaution, thinking that this individual may cause you ill will, and if they're going to have that type of attitude toward law enforcement, what are they going to do when they leave from the area? Okay, it's different. I'm, I'm, I'm a white man, you know, and even as a white man, when I was young, my parents always taught me, make sure the officer can see your hands. Make sure you leave your hands where they can see them. Why? Because their dog itself is dangerous. They're already going to be on their toes and hesitant as they approach you, okay? Now, if they tell you at that time, I need to see your driver's license and registration, then as you're doing it, they're watching you do what you need to do to give your driver's license and your registration to them. Yeah, they're trying to make sure that you're not reaching for a weapon. Exactly. And and that's just common sense, okay? So it's not that you just need to shove your hands outside the window or anything, but just make sure your hands are on the steering wheel where they can see them, okay? Don't act like you're going to be aggressive. Be respectful to law enforcement. Say yes, sir, or no, sir. Yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. Okay? I, 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 I was always growing up with that aspect of the idea that if you go around kicking over trash cans, you're going to attract flies. Okay? And you're going to get more bees with honey. Okay? You want to act sweet and ask. I'm not saying go out there and kiss their butts or anything, but treat them how you want to be treated. Basically, it's... It's it's in the Bible, you know, treat people, treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. So when you go out there acting out or being disrespectful or anything, that they're going to treat you as such. But, you know, going back to, and, I, and I've seen it too, and in my experiences with police officers, I've been pulled over a couple times, and all the times that I've been pulled over, you know, I've always, I've, I've never had a bad experience. Um, I think I had a bad experience one time in Oklahoma by with some of their state troopers. And they they were convinced that me and my buddy had something because they had brought the canine dog out and the canine dog was sniffing my bag. Well, the only thing I had in there was cologne. And I told the state trooper, your canine smelling that cologne, that's what it was. And after that, state trooper said, well, they ain't got nothing. Let's, let's let them go. I had an experience, I had a few experiences, okay, with law enforcement. And keep in, keep in mind, I was younger, okay. Uh, one situation, I was, I think I was 17, had my license and everything else. And I had to pick up my brother and some of his friends and a cousin, they were they were at a party and they were drinking. I was not drinking at all. I'm the designated driver to pick these fools up. And not paying attention, you know, one of them had a bottle or drinking and stuff like that. Keep in mind, we're all 18, 17 years old. This has been a while back, okay? And as we're driving, they said, well, turn into subdivision. They knew a party we can go to. Well, 
uh, one of my cousin's friends pulled up a bottle and he was drinking a bottle. Cop sirens come on behind us. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get pulled over. So I'm scared, you know, 17, still young, not realizing what's going to happen now. Okay. Pulls us over and he tells us all to get out of the car. All right. And he asked me if I've been drinking. I said, no, sir, I haven't been drinking. He goes, well, you mind we search your vehicle? I'm like, I don't mind. I ain't got nothing to hide. Well, I didn't know that they brought some alcohol and threw it in the car. And they opened up the trunk, and these morons put their cooler in the trunk of the car, filled with all kinds of beer and stuff and everything. I'm like, what the hell? Right? That's what I was thinking. And they're like, well, you sure you ain't drinking? I said, no, sir, I haven't been drinking. And another guy walks up to me and goes, you're just a smart ass. I was like, I ain't said anything. He goes, now you're getting an attitude. These are white officers. I'm a white man, right? I said, I haven't been getting an attitude toward anybody. And the one the young guy walks up and he goes, I'll just pop you with my stick. I'm like, don't you think that's a little drastic? All I'm saying, it, it doesn't matter your race. You know, you got to realize that these individuals and the job that they do and the things that go on on a daily basis, they deal with things that normal people on a normal job wouldn't have to deal with. All the conflicts, all the the family violence, all the drugs, all the people that are robbing it. it, it just a, it's a it's a forever thing, and every day their job is on the line. Every day, and not just their jobs on the line, their lives are on the line, and that's twenty four seven while they're working. Okay? And their job responsibility is public safety. But if they can't meet their safety, how can they meet the safety of the public? Okay? Right, right. Um, there, there are so many things that are going on with our society. It, it's not really about a race thing. Okay? It's more about a heart thing than a race thing. If your heart isn't right, then everything else is going to be wrong. Yeah. Okay? And people's morals and people's uh, uh, idea of thought about what's right and what's wrong, all of it's really wrong. Until they decide to get their hearts right, you're still going to have people going out there stealing because they believe they're right. You're still going to have people burning things down because they believe they're right. you still got people out there beating people down because they believe they're right. you still got people out there doing drugs and everything else because they believe they have that right. And the thing of it is, is when an officer is trying to do their job, like the situation in Georgia not too long ago, right? I believe, what, a day or two ago? I will say about, yeah, but I think like last night or not for last right. year. And you got an individual who's literally fighting the law enforcement, literally physically fighting with law enforcement and trying to pull out their weapons to use on law enforcement. What makes you think that something is not going to happen? You're already caught. You're already fighting with law enforcement. Something's out of that. Nothing good can come of that. Nothing. When you already have a conflict with law enforcement, when you get stopped and you get pulled over by law, you're being detained, and being detained is temporarily uh, arrested, even though they haven't read you your rights. You're still being stopped, and you need to go ahead and do what they say 
you need to have done. So that, that's my outlook on it. I, I believe the situation got out of hand. Uh, the individual who was fighting with the law enforcement, uh, they, they felt that moment in time he's a threat, not just to them, but to the safety of the public. And they took that individual down who's fleeing the scene or fleeing officers, which is a felony in itself. The officers gave him an opportunity to stop. He didn't stop. So they use the amount of force that was necessary to get that individual to stop. Now, it was during the night. They're not going to be marksmen out there in law enforcement. They're, they're trying to take you down. You know, if an individual stops doing what they're doing, then the chances or the likelihood that situation probably wouldn't have went the way it went. Well, and, you know, and I totally agree. And one, one thing I want to add to is like, you know, I'm, I'm a white man myself. And, you know, one thing I was always taught growing up was that you love everybody, no matter what race or color they are, no matter what nationality they are, because we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. No matter what, we all, we all bleed the same blood. You know, that's, that's just how it is. And even as a white man myself, I have a fear of, if I was to get pulled over, you know, how's that officer going to uh, interact with me? Because, you know, and I have seen sometimes certain videos on Facebook where you have officers that, where the person that they have subdued, the person's being respectful, they're doing what they're supposed to do, but that officer's just being a jerk. Now, when it comes to that situation, I believe officers like that need to be put on administrative leave and they need they need more training better training on how to deal with their emotions and anger because that's purely officers like that what they're running off is their emotion and they need to learn to separate the two and to learn to be a little bit more professional well see here's here's something else i had a problem with uh, uh, this is not all but i'm trying to wrap my mind around and understand the whole honoring of George Floyd uh, with his criminal background, his criminal history, and the charges that he had and the drugs he had in his possession. All that said, already said, let's set that to aside. Okay. They're, they're trying to give a remembrance to an individual of that nature. I would think if I was a black man or a black person in general, okay, I would want to give credence to people with a higher morals or have done successful things in society to bring up who I am. I would want my children to have someone they could really look at. And, and, and I look at people like Ben Carson. Ben Carson has won a Nobel Peace Prize. He's a successful medical doctor. He's on the board with Trump as as the president of the, the medical facilities. That's someone I would look at. You can look at uh, Colin Powell, uh, a black general, five-star general, the only black five-star general who served in the Gulf Wars, Desert Storm, Desert Shield, one of the best military strategists in the United States. Um, 
So, I mean, the, the problem that I look at with all this is that they're giving their prizes to people who done or made poor decisions or committing horrid crimes and because law enforcement had issues or uh, a conflict with them and it went badly and whatever, whatever reasons or things and situations occurred, before the investigation's done, let's go ahead and get rid of those officers right then. Uh, and the media is on top of it. Why is the media on top of all that when you don't hear about the media on top of things where, where a young white man got arrested by law enforcement and was beaten and put in the car? You don't hear because there's no money in it. It, you can't make money. You're not going to put something out there that doesn't make enough money for you. Uh, you don't hear about the young Hispanic guy that gets beaten and put in the backseat of the car. There's not enough money in it. And what does the DNC do? DNC, they support a TIFA, correct? And the TIFA is, is so important, the BLM. And with all this going on, the general public should come to the concept of understanding who are the real issues and problems. And, you know, we talk about George Soros, who supports the DNC, a multi-billionaire. His whole conflict or con uh, outlook was causing the people, the United States, to have problems anyways. Okay? And China is just eating this up. They have to be eating this up. Why? Because China owns what? Disney. They own uh, parts of Universal. And they, they had it before Trump. Everything the United States needed was coming from China. Trump finally said, hey, you know what? We're going to bring our pharmaceuticals back. We're going to bring our jobs, our textiles, back to the United States. Because they were so dependent on China. China is making a killing off of this as long as the United States is having to depend on China to the magnitude that they were, okay, then the United States will always economically going to have problems. Now the job markets are picking back up where people in the United States can have a job and be able to depend or fend for themselves without having to depend on the government. And the, the whole concept of the conservative look is a smaller government. It means more for the people. The Democratic look is more government, and the Those people depend. People, yeah. The people have to depend on the government. Well, that, that's like you know, you look at these countries like Cuba, Venezuela, um, and and for a long time, you know, Russia before they broke away from the from the communist regime that they were under. You know, uh, countries like that, you know, they they live under a socialist ideology, and you know, the government gives them food rations once a month. And if they run out of food, well, that's it. Sorry about your luck, Chuck. You don't get nothing else. You're digging through the through the trash can just to feed your child. And that's, that's the type of conditions that, you know, unfortunately, those people have to live under. And they say, you know, and they try to say, well, universal health care is great and all. Okay, well, you know, it looks good on paper. But what people fail to see is you have so many people waiting on the list to see a doctor, okay? And 
you might be waiting months down the road or you might be waiting a year just to see that doctor. It's the same thing with with the VA. Well, if you know the states in the United States, they're ran by a Democratic governor or senator. They seem to have more problems throughout the country than your conservative states. They're ran by Republican conservative views. Okay? Look at California. They're, they're having all kinds of problems financially. Uh, there's other uh, Democratic states, Michigan, Detroit. Look at the problems that they're having. Okay? It, it just seems like it turns out to be a mess. Their, their law enforcement is, is severely, they don't have the equipment they need. They don't have enough staff. Uh, there's their medical facilities aren't up to adequacy, and there's all kinds of things that even though their their general public uh, job market goes down, everything goes down. Where does that money go to? What what do they do with the finances for that state? Why are Democratic states always in the red, always looking for something of a bailout, and your conservative states are always in the green? There's got to be a reason why the conservative states are always doing better than these democratic states. And the ones who pay for it are the taxpayers. Taxpayers pay for it all the time. And, and everything else goes up. So, you know, if I'm a voter in those states, I would be really looking at why are democratic states having such big issues and would I really want to change my view or outlook on my voting? That's right. You know, and I, I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, me growing up, um, we've always been Republicans. And now, you know, being the age that I am, I'm still Republican. And, of course, you know, I I do. I support the president 100%. Um, I think he's doing the best job that he can do. You know, he's got his, I feel like, you know, in a lot of ways, sometimes he has his hands tied behind his back because, you know, he has to, he has to try to please both sides. And it's hard to do when you got both sides fighting each other, when all you're trying to do is bring both sides together to meet on a common goal, to common ground. Meet together to at least work on something, you know, because if you can get both sides to work on something, then you've got something and you got something, you know, that's gonna to start to a good thing. If you can, if you can work together on one thing, then maybe, then, you know, hopefully that'll lead up to working on something else, then something else, and something else. When you have divide in both parties, nothing gets done. If, and if both parties would just start fighting with each other and just start trying to find ways, okay, how can we, how can we make healthcare better for the Americans? How can we get more jobs? You know, how can we give more money to the American pocket? That that's what really matters. And then the VA. You know, how can we, um, how can we fix the VA for all the soldiers coming back from home, coming home? You know, back from Afghanistan or Iraq, so they can get the proper help they need, so they're not living out on the streets dealing with PT, PTSD. Well, if you notice, Trump is trying to address those particular issues as well. Um, the same thing, you know, the previous presidents, Obama and Clinton, so on and so on, 
haven't really addressed issues. Before, our country used to take our military and protect other countries. They, they weren't getting any extra fort, anything back from it. They just wanted the United States there as like a military to stand for their country. And finally, Trump said, look, you want our military and you want our support. You're going to have to financially assist the United States as far as protection. Uh, makes sense to me. You know, same thing where uh, Trump tells people or tells Mexico, hey, look, your people are coming in our country. Okay, We don't know whom is coming in our country. Normally, to come into the United States, you have to go through a vetting system. If you live anywhere in the world, anywhere in the world, they got to make sure what kind of diseases you may have. They need to find out what kind of background you have. It's not there to just be mean to the individual. You know, we don't like you because you're Korean. We don't like you because you're Russian or German or whatever you may be. That's not it. We need to protect the people who live in the United States. The, the American lives, the American citizens, their safety should be met first before we just allow anybody to come into this country. Um, the whole idea, personally, with the wall, I support the wall. I believe it's a good idea. If Mexico can do it, with you know their bordering uh, countries border Mexico, why can't the United States can do it? Canada does it with the United States. Are, are American citizens upset with Canada? No. You don't hear anything about that where Americans are protesting against Canada. You know, here's the thing. If you have your own property, your yard, you have a fence, okay? You're, you're authorized to have that fence in your yard. That is your property. The reason you have the fence up there, you're letting people know not to trespass in your yard, okay? Because if they do, you're taking that, that is a previous of a threat. What do they want? Why are they going to come up in your yard? You're going to find these things out before you allow them to come up in your home, I would think. So it's the same thing. It's about, first of all, you need to respect the people that are here. You want a job? Fine. You're still going to come into the system in this country and take the steps that are necessary to become a citizen. You shouldn't just come in this country unless you're just visiting. And that way, you have a visa to be in this country. And it's still legal but do it the right way. We want to make sure our children stay safe. We want to make sure our wives stay safe, our mothers stay safe. I know, and I know personally, I've worked with a lot of guys in the past that were here on visas. And I will say this, you know, they're hard workers and they're good people. And, you know, they tell me they, they pay taxes just like we do. And they're, and they're working on getting their citizenship you know, and they're 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 working they're working hard. Yes, you know they say the wait period's a little bit longer, but they're doing it the correct way. They're doing it the legal way, so that way they get to stay here and not get deported back. I'm all for people wanting to come over and better their lives. You know, because that's 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 what America's about. You know, this this country was built on immigration. 
Well, it's built on giving people opportunities. Yes, yeah, opportunities to build a better life. And I'm all for it. I just want people to, to do it the legal way. Right, right. Now, I understand sometimes it does cost money. But it, but if, if people would just, if people come here, get a work visas. That way you, you, that way you can stay, hold a job, and work on getting your citizenship. Well, see, here's the other problems. We, we got other problems other than just the whole concept of a race issue. Um, people are overlooking everything else going on in this country. We, we, we got to look at, as far as a religious thing as well, you got people here that are Muslims, and they're not liking this whole Christian concept in the United States. They want their concepts of their beliefs and their laws to be a part of the United States. Here's my look on that. You left your country for whatever reason, and that's okay. But you're coming into another country, and you shouldn't expect or dictate to another country. You should do this for us, because if you don't, you're discriminating against us. I don't think it works quite that way. You come to the United States because you want the American life. You want the American experience. You want the American jobs. So you've got to accept the American life. If you as an American decide to go to China, okay, and you don't know their laws, you don't know their customs or their religions, and something happens and the officer or whatever stops you, you think they're going to care about what you don't know? I don't think they will. In fact, there were some kids that went over there, spit on the sidewalk. Now, I've been to Vietnam, okay? And you spit on the sidewalk in Vietnam, these people will beat you down with these sugarcane sticks. And they don't care if you're American. That's going to be, the, they're not going to ask you if you're, they know you're American, okay? But they're going to have laws. And these laws are very, very strict. If you go to another country, like in India, and you steal an item over there, whatever hand you steal it with, they're going to cut that hand off your body. They don't care. So when people sit here and say about how things are so bad in the United States, go to these other countries. Try to do half the things that you do in this country and see what their law enforcement is going to do. See the violence that's there. Then you start to appreciate the little things that are here in this country. Our country is not perfect. By no far, by no means. Okay, Nothing's perfect. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. And no one else is perfect. Everything has its flaws. But you should appreciate the things and the freedoms that you do have. Because other people in other countries don't have the privileges that you have, don't have the opportunities that you have. And people take advantage of that and they think and they believe they're owed certain rights. They're owed, you have to give this to them because they say we're Americans. Yeah, you know, and I, and I feel like too today that, I feel like the young generation that's coming up, you know, it's being fed this ideology that everything should be handed to them for free and that they should get a trophy even though they lost the race. Well, you know, when I was growing up, which wasn't that long ago, but when I was growing up, 
I didn't get a trophy every time that I made an effort or every time I lost, you know, and I, I didn't get nothing handed to me. You know, I it, it was hard growing up. and But that was one thing that, that taught me that no matter what, life's always going to be hard, but you have to work hard to make something of yourself. You have to, you're the one at the end of the day, when you wake up and you get up and you drink your coffee, whatever you drink in the morning gets you going, you're the one that has to be your own motivation. You have to be your own soldier in life. You have to push yourself to say, you know what, today's my day. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna I'm gonna command my respect. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be successful in my job. I'm gonna have that nice house, you know, year on down the road. I'm gonna have that nice truck or whatever it may be that you want in life. You have to be the one that does that. You cannot expect anybody sit there and give it to you because it's not gonna happen because you have to work hard for what you have. And at the end of the day, when you've worked hard for all that, you get a sense of you have a sense of pride, you know, and that's a good thing because at the end of the day, you know that you've done that yourself. Nobody else did that for you. Well, see, you can take another step further than that. As a kid, we learn these things. And I'll give you a small scale aspect of an idea that when you're when you first got on your bicycle, you probably didn't know how to ride your bicycle. And your parent or your father or your mother helped you along, let you paddle your bike, okay? And they're guiding you as you're paddling. Then all of a sudden, they let go, okay? And you don't notice they let go. And you look over, you notice they're not there. They're, they're not there. And you fall. You have to stumble, whatever. You fall to the ground and you get a few little cuts and bruises and stuff. And you start crying. Right? Not because of really you're hurt, because you kind of got scared. The idea of it is, is having the courage to stand back up and get back on that bike and start paddling again. Eventually, you'll start paddling on your own. And when you start feeling or believing in yourself that you can paddle that bike without your mom or without your grandfather, without your dad helping you, and after you done had those cuts and bruises and everything, and mom kissed away those little sores, now you actually achieve this thing, paddling that bike, and you can do it solely on your own. And that gives you that start, that's a starting step for something that you accomplish. You may not get a ribbon or anything for it, but you feel good inside. And as a kid, when you're talking about sports and other activities and stuff, the whole concept in sports it's even if you don't win, you try to find things and practice and work harder to be better, to go further, to push yourself, to be more than what you are. And when you come to that point, feeling like you've done everything you can, everything you have to do to go to the next step or achieve uh, the playoffs or an all-star or whatever it is that you're achieving, you know the reason you got there because of your hard work. Not because someone handed you something, because you felt like you were entitled to it. Yeah, you know, and uh and that's 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 one thing, you know, that I that I totally agree on. Um, you know, you, you have to work hard no matter what, for anything you want in life, you always gotta work hard for it. You know, you don't ever let nobody give it to you because 
because it was given to you. And when somebody gives you something, a lot of times they tend to hold it over your head. Well, you know, and later on down down the road they go, well, you remember I gave you this at this such and such time, so now you owe me. That's one thing you don't ever want to have to owe nobody. Now, unfortunately, you know, we owe, you know, the utility companies and the bill collectors, we owe them money because, you know, you know, we got that house, now we've got the mortgage, we've got a TV, so now we've got a month payment cell phone, you know, we've got the month payment cell phone, you know, but you never want to have to own anybody individually outright, you know, because then they keep using that over your head. Well, there, there's something else I want to say, and earlier I gave, a, a, you know, uh, my respects as far as someone like a Ben Carson and and, and uh, Colin Powell, but you know someone else I, I needed to give a little shout out for uh, a woman, a black female woman, very very smart. You ever heard of Candace Owens? Yes. Okay. If anybody who happens to be black is listening to this, you know check out Candace Owens. Very smart woman, very intelligent individual, highly educated, and. You know, that's someone else that you have to look at and admire and give a lot of respect for. I Again, I don't have a whole lot of respect or going to treat the whole George Floyd thing as he was a victim uh, of a situation. Do I think it went too far? It did. Um, but at the same time, do I think the public and the media uh, made it more than what it was? I absolutely do. You know, And it's sad because... It's going to get to a point where law enforcement is not going to want to do their jobs. And when it gets to that point where they feel like anything they do is going to be manipulated by the media, anything they do is going to be um, streamlined on, on the phone where these people are catching the end of whatever's going on and not knowing what's happening where there can't be a proper investigation, law enforcement will say, wait a second, we have a job we can do, but we're not able to do it. And every time we do it, we're gonna be shot at, we're, we're gonna have our, our vehicles vandalized and whatever it may have you. That, that puts a job, the whole perspective of the job, where it's not worth even doing that job. Um, and the sad thing about it is we're, a lot of your BLM members saying it's law enforcement, law enforcement. A lot of these situations, it's, it's been black officers that uh, that been in a lot of these situations with some these black uh, uh, situations. Not in all, but in a lot of them as of late. Like the situation where those college kids, the six officers, they used tasers on those, those two college kids. Out of the six officers, five of them were black, one white. So it's not... Again, it's not a race issue. It's a situation where people in general are having difficulties with law enforcement. And again, when it comes up to that situation, I was always taught, leave your hands where they're visible, where they can see you and know what you're doing at all times. And be respectful for the officer because, you know, again, kicking over trash cans, flies will come out. Yeah. And, you know, and go back to saying, I do not condone what happened to George Floyd. Um, it was wrong. You know, and I think that, you know, when you have officers like that, they need to be, you know, repercussions need to happen. They, they need to be fired. And, or in a situation like that, they need to be arrested and they need to serve time or whatever the courts decide to give them, you know. Now, 
would I say this man needs to be honored the way he's being honored? I say he does need to be honored, but not to that multitude. He needs to be honored. He needs he needs to be remembered for who he was to his family. That's what he needs to be remembered by and honored as, not what the media is portraying him, okay? Not saying, you know, that he was an evil person. I didn't know the man personally. I just know what the media is portrayed about him. I'm pretty sure maybe deep down, deep down inside, you know, he's probably a good person, just got himself mixed up. A lot of bad drugs and a lot of bad people. Unfortunately, that's, that's what happens in life. You know, you get you get mixed up with bad people and drugs, and you know, I've seen a lot of good people just really go down dark roads, and sometimes they never come back. And but you know, going back to all that, you know, like I said, there's bad apples and everything in this world. Um, people like that, you know, I believe they should they 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 should be let go because. You know, one thing, being a police officer, you take an oath to protect and serve the community. And and I believe that, you know, officers need to hold each other to a higher standard. And, you know, especially, you know, if you're working with a fellow officer and you see and know that this officer is doing things he's, he or she's not supposed to be doing, well, you need to call them out and you need to correct them. And, and I agree with that. But at the same time, like I said earlier, we, the general public, have no idea what really occurred. And the media, they're not going to tell you what really occurred because it's money. This is entertainment. How often have you been at home and you waited for the weather report? And normally is a weatherman right? Nine times out of ten, they're normally wrong. It's, it's, it's something... It just really is kind of entertaining, okay? Uh, we like to have a better... You and I can probably tell the weather better than the weatherman can. When we go outside and look out there, if we see stars, we know it probably isn't going to rain. If the, if the stars are covered up, I can tell you it's going to rain tomorrow, right? And I'm not a weatherman. It's just looking up and seeing what's going to happen, looking at the sky and being able to tell what's going to happen. And the weatherman, nine times out of ten we'll still get it wrong, okay? The, the whole, all these reports and incidents and things, why is everything on the news always negative? Have you seen too many positive stories from the media? I haven't. I, you know, and I, I really haven't seen a whole lot of positives. I mean, I've seen some, but not enough to outshadow the negative. And that's one thing that I've noticed is from the media is that you always see nothing but neg negativity and it's always it's a and it's a divide it's a divide tactic that they use because they want to keep us separated they want to keep us fighting with each other you know they they want us to hate each other so much to where they have control over us and, and i hate that i wish that you know we could all just just stop with all the Oh, you're black, you're, uh, you're black, you're white, you know, Mexican, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what you are. What I care about is, is, is how you treat me. I care about your character. And at the end of the day, a man is only good as his word. That, that, that is true. You know, and again, people 
have the have have the opportunity to determine how they want their life to be. It's kind of like you can't force a horse to drink water. No, okay? you can't. And a person, they you know what is right and what's wrong. Even when you got older and you didn't have your parents around when you're young, you still know stealing people's property is wrong. You still know burning people's property is wrong. It's a common sense thing. Uh, we all have common sense. <coughs> now, if we just, if we decide to use it, that's that's something entirely by itself different. So you know, everybody again is going to choose their own road and choose their own path. You can't sit there and say, "Well, because I grew up in this lifestyle, things happen this way." Whatever may have you, and this is why I chose my life to do this because this is all I have. Well, again, even though that's all you had at that moment in time, doesn't mean later on you still doesn't don't have the opportunity to get that education. Yeah. Well, guys, I hate to cut it short, but uh, it's almost an hour here, and uh, we've got things to go do. But uh, I hope y'all listen to this podcast, and if you know. Um, leave, leave me your comments, you know, shoot me a message on what you think about this, you know, and how you feel about it. Um, like I said in the beginning, you know, um, I don't agree what happened with George Floyd. You know, it was wrong. Um, the officer is in the wrong, and I hope that he is tried. I hope that, you know, he punishment comes to him, you know. But I hope that this will shed light on the incidents that are taking place. And I hope that more training and more... Uh, uh, uh. Well, you know, more more people had the opportunity to to get with the public and 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 you know just talk to the public and get their insight. But you know, at the same time, it I was always told it takes a village to raise your children. Definitely, you know? definitely. So you can't do it on your own. Everybody has to work together. Uh, th- th- that's what that's our our future. So when we start subjecting our future to all this violence and things going on and making it acceptable, well, just keep in mind, when your kids go out there and do things later on and, and it, you know, it could be wrong or whatever it may have you, you're putting their lives at risk as well. Yep. So, you know, look at the situation and if you want to speak your mind, that's, that's different. Everybody has that right to voice. But when your actions, uh, you know, it has inflicts harm on others or takes away from others, that's where you went a little too far. You don't have the right to inflict your will on other people. You don't have the right to destroy property that don't belong to you. It's kind of like, you know, the people out there destroying these graveyards, these grave sites of old southern soldiers and stuff of that nature. You know... Uh, I, that's way too much. That's part of our history, and we only learn by our history. And that's true, you know. And, uh, if we're ever going to get better as a country, as a nation, you know, we have to learn history, and we have to learn how to build from that, and how to learn to not repeat. Because history has a problem of repeating itself, and that's the one thing we have to try not to do: is repeat history. But guys, it's it's been great. And uh, one last thing. Uh, before we cut it off. See, Hitler had that same problem. Uh, books that he didn't believe in. 
and books he did not want people to have in their possession. Well, destroy them. Destroy everything that Hitler or whatever didn't believe in. And the people pay for that in the long run. When you take your history away, when you take things away from your country and your people, then you lose a part of who you are. Yeah, definitely. But uh, guys, it's been good. Like I said, just send me a message. My name is Tim Man 20. And I'm the Long Ranger.